0: Hi, welcome to Hold a Light, a podcast for lifelong learners who are curious about the ways we can deepen our connection to our spiritual and personal growth. I'm Lori Gunning Grossman. Through solo episodes and interviews, I curate ideas, inspiration, and solutions to help expand and evolve our lives. Think of this show as a mix of information, application, and transformation. I'm here to hold the light for the light holders of the world. Let's get started. We can see our choices and the consequences of our action through a lens of interconnectedness and shared responsibility. And we can learn to tap into a larger field of awareness that puts us in better touch with our inner resources with one another, and with the fabric of all life. Dr. Lisa Miller. Okay, let's start with the word dysthymia. In the book, The Awakened Brain by Dr. Lisa Miller, Dr. Miller explains dysthymia as a low-grade feeling that life is unfulfilling. It feels like emptiness, hunger, disillusionment. Life is not what you hoped. Have you ever felt that? Or do you feel like that right now? As if life should feel like more, more joy, more meaning, more purpose. Like if I just do this one thing or get to this place in my life, then I can be happy or stress-free or fulfilled. If so, the question is how to move beyond this feeling. According to Dr. Miller, it's through cultivating a robust spiritual life. Dr. Miller discovered something about spirituality that I had never heard before. She says, spirituality is not something outside of us, it's within us. That we are all universally equipped, literally hardwired for spirituality. This is about our capacity to consciously connect to a life force that, as she says, moves in, through, and around us. So before I go into why an awakened brain is important to living a connective, expansive life, some credits. Who is Dr. Lisa Miller? Okay, so Dr. Miller is a psychologist and professor in the clinical psychology program at Teachers College, Columbia University. She's the founder and director of the Spirituality Mind-Body Institute, which is the first Ivy League graduate program in spirituality and psychology. And she's the New York Times bestselling author of The Spiritual Child and The Awakened Brain. In a nutshell, she studies the connection between spirituality and mental health from a researcher's lens. In her book, The Awakened Brain, Dr. Miller shares her research from MRI studies to genetic research to epidemiology on how our human capacity for spirituality is innate. The MRI findings that she and her team discovered show that our capacity for a personal spiritual life is 29% heritable, meaning one-third of our capacity for spirituality, is inscribed in our genetic code, like our eye color or fingerprints. 71% is determined by our environment. An awakened brain is available to all of us. Okay, it's literally in our neural circuitry. However, as Dr. Miller says, we have to choose to engage it. It's a muscle we can learn to strengthen or Let atrophy. So, why is an awakened brain or a robust spiritual life important? Well, the MRI findings showed that the high spiritual brain was healthier and more robust than the low spiritual brain, and the high spiritual brain was thicker and stronger in exactly the same regions that weaken and wither in depressed brains. Dr. Miller says that an awakened brain appears to protect against mental suffering enhances our individual, societal, and global well-being, helps us to feel more fulfilled and at home with the world, helps us to move from loneliness and isolation to connection, from competition and division to compassion and altruism. It moves us from an entrenched focus on our wounds, problems, and losses to fascination with the journey of life and we begin to live beyond a splintered, fragmented view of who we are to one another and to cultivate a way of being built on a core awareness of love, interconnection, and the guidance and surprise of life. And when we choose to engage our awakened brain, she says that our brains become structurally healthier and better connected. And we access unsurpassed psychological benefits, less depression, anxiety, and substance abuse, and more positive psychological traits such as grit, resilience, optimism, tenacity, and creativity. Can you guys imagine how helpful this would be to teach our kids, to have them connect to a spiritual life at a young age, to believe that they are connected to something greater and that they're never alone. But of course, all of us at any age can benefit. Dr. Miller believes that the problems we have in education, leadership, social justice, the environment, and mental health are different issues of the same problem, unawakened awareness. Here's the good news. While the problem may originate within, the solution does too. We all have the ability to cultivate and strengthen our spiritual lives. Here are five things we can do starting today to reinforce our awakened brain. Number one, practice meditation. Start with two minutes, five minutes, any minutes a day. There are so many meditation practices you can try, but if you just want to start today, Take a moment and sit in silence. Focus on your breathing. Focus on the birds chirping outside. No judgment on how you're doing or what thoughts or emotions flow in and out of your thinking. I do transcendental meditation and meditations by Dr. Joe Dispenza, but I've also tried many others throughout my life, such as Headspace or Meditation with Deepak Chopra and more. Discover what works for you right now. You can always iterate upon it. Number two. Cultivate friendships and relationships. Spend time with your people who elevate your life, who honor and respect your time, energy, and your authenticity. Really, be with the people who have your back. Find those who are also on a spiritual path. A community of like-minded people on this topic will enrich your life immensely. Three, embrace self-reflection. Tune into yourself every day. Journal, write morning pages, a la the artist's way, sit in stillness and silence. Allow yourself to hear your inner self, your intuition. Ideally, I would suggest do this every morning, like after meditation or right before you go to bed each night. Number four, spend time in nature. Walk outside, surround yourself with nature, feel the sun or even the moon. Leave your podcast and music at home and walk in silence. Listen to what's around you. Even if you live in a city, find a park and seek out some trees. Number five, practice gratitude. Write things that you're grateful for every day. If it's easier, find a journal that prompts you, like The Daily by Spirit Daughter. Try to make it different every day. Just look for small things that bring gratitude. This morning, I wrote about how much I love my coffee and how my dog looked cute running by me. You know, just little things like that. As I wrap this up, I want to leave you with this quote by Dr. Miller. Each one of us has the ability to fully develop our innate capacity to live through an awareness of love, interconnection, and appreciation of life's unfolding beyond belief beyond a cognitive story we tell ourselves. The awakened brain is the inner lens through which we access the truest and most expansive reality that all of life is sacred, that we never walk alone. Our brains are wired to perceive and receive that which uplifts, illuminates, and heals. Thanks for listening. Keep holding the light. To learn more about Dr. Lisa Miller, Find her at lisamillerphd.com or on Instagram at dr.lisamiller. Thank you for listening to Hold the Light. For more information about this episode and the topics discussed, visit our show notes or find more at holdthelightcollective.com or on Instagram at holdthelightcollective. This podcast is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Jonathan Grossman is our co-producer and all-around sound guru. He also wrote the original music. This podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio in Los Angeles, California. Finally, if you like the show, please rate, review, and share it with a friend. Let's share the light with each other. I'm getting stuck on the dysthymia. (laughs) Dysthymia. I'm not saying, okay, I'm going to start it again. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's first look at the word dysthymia.